motivation. As a high achieving entrepreneur, I am so sure that you are so motivated to hit those big, beautiful goals you have for yourself this year. However, what I find to be true is usually the thing that moves us into action in our business is more of the fear or pain of being where we don't want to be rather than the delight and pleasure on the other side of being where we do want to be. That's the shift I'm talking about today with my guest, Amanda Walker, where we're breaking down the motivation that keeps you in the messy middle when you feel like things are not working in your business so that you can really shift both the mindset and the energy you are bringing to your actions for even bigger results. If you're someone who has really struggled with the idea of why me, how can I do this when there are so many other people out there doing the same thing, and can I even really hit the goals that I have for myself, then you are going to absolutely love the mindset shift we dish out in today's episode. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Amanda Walker. Amanda is a certified master coach who inspires coaches to become better coaches. Amanda is passionate about helping coaches and online service-based business owners to get clients massive results in order to grow a profitable coaching business. She is the host of the Best Damn Coach podcast and runs the premier coaching program for coaches, Best Damn Coach. Coaching changed Amanda's life. She has a combined 25 years of diverse and immersive coaching that she had integrated to make coaches better and grow their coaching businesses through a focus on client results and creating walking billboard testimonials. She is an Arizona native, wife to a fellow entrepreneur, and mama to two passionate kiddos. Amanda, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. When you read my bio, it all seems so formal and (laughs) and like, oh, it's so interesting when people read back your bio too. Yeah, totally. I think it's that kind of like out of body experience that happens where you're like, oh, like I'm the character in the movie. This is so weird. (laughs) Yeah, that that is a bit true for sure. Amazing. So of course I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it. Yeah. I mean, at the core, those things are all fancy sounding in a bio, but I, I believe that at the core is I just help people get out of their own way to have what they want in life and teach them why they're not having it. And that doesn't matter if it's business or life or health, which is where my business actually started was the health and nutrition space specifically, because I think I lived a lot of my life not really going below the surface and nobody Mm -hmm. teaching me some of the core principles that I now teach my clients that have made the things I want in my life more accessible. And so my first coaching job was coaching um, peewee basketball. 
And I very vividly remember that job was more about herding cats than it was the art (laughs) of coaching, but it was really fun. And I learned so much about just, you know, commanding an audience and how to get people's attention. And even with five-year-olds, how to tell stories and the importance of storytelling. But what I learned in that moment that specifically was a catalyst for the rest of my life is I figured out how powerful it felt for me to be able to walk somebody through a transformation. And in this case, it was like dribbling a basketball or scoring or building confidence. But that was kind of the domino that led to basically coaching in a variety of ways um, up to, you know, starting my own coaching practice roughly seven-ish years ago. That's amazing. So cool. Um, So I'm so curious when you say like, I love to support people in figuring out like why they don't have what they want or like what's under the surface there. Can you just give us a little bit more there? Cause I was so intrigued when you said that I was like, Ooh, like tell us about your philosophy. Tell us about your process. Like, why aren't we getting what we want? Like, tell me. Well, I'll, I'm just use my, myself as an example. I, I am a worker. I have been my whole life. And so if I want something, I would go take action. I would go muscle through it. I would, you know, I'm very, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life. And I was like, okay, if I want to be a starter, then I'm going to, you know, train and practice shooting a basketball for hours upon hours to get there. What I didn't know at that time is I believe I could have focused on other things to get there more easily and effortlessly instead of having to try to out action things to accomplish the results I wanted. And so when I started realizing that the success I was having originated in my mind, right through thoughts and imagery and pictures I did, I was unconsciously creating in my mind. I never doubled down on that back in the day. And when I started to realize that that was the reason I was actually out there shooting for hours or doing the things, you know, that, that taking the action. And so that then was like, okay, well, if I was doing it sometimes, then why am I not doing it all the time? Why are my clients not doing it? And I think often it's just, we don't know what we don't know, right? The cliche is, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I definitely mm-hmm. feel like that was how it was in my own life. And specifically a body transformation is what led me into business. And so I think that's what I'm excited about with clients is I I just can see very fast. It's like laser, it's like x-ray vision into their mind. And with a few tactical you know, things, I'm able to really listen to their language and watch their physiology. And it tells me so much about what's standing in their way. Ooh, I love that. So I know we chatted a little bit before the show, but I know that there's one mindset shift in particular that you see really support your clients and getting big results. So I would love for you to share with me, like, what do you see really help your clients in shifting their mindset so that they can really step into the results that they desire? There's so many. I mean, there's like three, I think there's three core teachings that when I give them to clients, everything begins to fall around. It's like we're starting to take like a giant chisel or hammer or mallet to the wall and it begins to crumble. I'm just going to choose the one that feels the most relevant to our discussion today as we're recording this off the new year. And what I often see is that so much of change for clients has been motivated by a desire to move out of pain. 
And so they're in a place of discomfort and pain. They don't like where they're at. So maybe it's, you know, for example, their pants just fit way too tight. And every time they go into the closet, they can't zip them up. They hate their clothes. And they're like, I'm going to do something about this. More specifically in business, it typically looks like I don't have any income next month or my bank account is empty or I don't have any clients lined up. And so that pain of staying in that place is so great. Then they begin to take action. So they move from the zero to one, essentially. The problem with this, and by the way, neither of these two examples are right or wrong. It just is. And you have to recognize what your own motivational strategy is. Many of us rely on this example of motivational strategy our whole life. So we take action only when pain is so severe, we're ready to do something about it. Mm -hmm. The problem is it creates inconsistency because we're like, all right, let's get going. And then the moment we get going and we feel a little relief, like we lose a few pounds or we make a bit of money or let's say our marriage, you know, if it was in a painful place, begins to look good or our parenting. This is a great one. We're going to start to take action when the kids are acting like jerks. And then all of a sudden the kids start to behave. And what we do is we take the foot off the gas. We never apply the brake. We're not like, screw it. It's just that we slowly take our foot off the gas. And what we realize is we're moving away from the thing that we want unconsciously. So if we stay locked into that motivational strategy in our mind, what we create is inconsistency. It's like a roller coaster. And entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is like income high, income low, clients high. That's, that's freaking exhausting when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I'm sure you see, you know, the waves in sales on your end too. I'm nodding so hard over yes, here. <laughs> The, the goal, though, and, and I can hear when this is playing out in people's language, just the things they're saying. And we want this because this is automatically what's going to drive a client to hop on the phone for our services. They're like, I need help. Like, I can't do this alone. And so we, we, we need this as practitioners because this is what's going to kickstart our client into action. I believe it's 100% our responsibility as practitioners, though, then to teach our clients how to switch their motivational strategy to a towards strategy or a future focused strategy. Mm-hmm. So we can use various modalities to then help them go, all right, that got you moving. But the problem is, is you don't have a vision for where you're going. And if you don't have a vision for where that end destination is, then you're always going to rely on the pain to, to help you take action. And when we have a future vision, the cool thing that happens is it creates consistency and revenue, consistency in habits, consistency in whatever, you know, the date nights with the relationship or whatever is relevant for you. And, and despite the outcomes we experience. So let's just say it's like, ah, well, I keep posting on social media, but it's cricket. So I'm just done. Right. When we are toward motivated, we're like, I don't give a flying crap. If anybody responds, I know where I want to go. And so therefore I will keep taking action despite the feedback of what's happening. And when we shift and we get clear on how that happens, then consistency, which I believe everybody is after, that's what I'm helping my clients create all the time is consistency. Then all of a sudden results start to flow a lot more fluidly because we have less opportunities to be sidelined by Mm -hmm. our desire to be away from motivated. Okay. You had so many amazing nuggets in there that I just want to pause for a second and really hone in on a few of them. So I know specifically as it relates to so much of the mindset work that I do with my clients when it comes to sales, there is so much of that 
well, I just can't see it, right? Like I'm dictating my actions so much on the feedback that I'm getting that it's hard for that to be separated out, right? It's hard for me to even know where I'm headed or I feel like I'm taking action and it's not working yet, right? Like that's something I hear all the time. I'm sure you do too, right? (laughs) So how can we manage our mind when we are in that sort of in between of, yes, I'm like, I'm beginning to see where I'm headed. I'm beginning to feel like I know who it's future you for me. I know who future you is, but I, I don't see how all of the actions I'm taking are adding up to that yet. Like how can we manage our mind in that kind of messy middle phase? Yeah, I think you nailed it. It's expectations. And I have like a whiteboard here. I feel like I need to like draw a graph. But I'm going to resist my urge to pull out my old teacher. What I didn't mention is I taught high school for 10 years before actually starting my own business. So like my whiteboarding is very much a part of who I am as a coach. Well, what I think here is important to say is this one statement that I make to clients all the time. And it is your ability to delay gratification is directly correlated to your long-term success. So I'll say it again. Your ability to delay gratification is directly correlated to your long-term success. So we want the feedback now to know. This is like stepping on the scale after working out for a week and being like, tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm getting all the things. And then the moment we step on the scale and we're like, oh, screw you. That didn't work out. Then we like go, we know we go try another strategy. And this for me is where entrepreneurs lose sight and fail all the time is they're constantly starting over. Mm, so they try oh my something, gosh, preach. <laughs> yes, they try something and it didn't work one time. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to try the next thing and the next thing. And they're really not judging it based on data. And they had completely unrealistic expectations. Like they want to have a launch for which they have 25 people sign up for a workshop. And in their mind, they're like, oh, I'm going to get 20 clients. It's like, from what? What rational conversion rates did you ever pull that data from? Is that just like your own brain? No, like let's look at some statistical averages from even the best people out there so we can set realistic expectations. And so the struggle is, is that we think we go on this journey and it's going to be a positive, you know, a linear correlation. We're going to put in an hour's worth of work and get an hour return. But you and I both know, and we're still learning. I mean, I still have a great towards vision of where I'm going. I'm definitely not there yet. But I've figured out some things along the way. And that is that the journey is slow in the beginning. And there are peaks and valleys that exist. And if I have a vision of linear growth and it is not met, then I'm going to constantly be starting over and finding the next shiny object strategy that's going to take me to the promised land instead of adjusting my expectation. And that's where we need the work is we need to understand what realistically happens. Like growing a business takes time. And yes, I do think in the online coaching space, we don't necessarily line up with entrepreneurial averages because our barrier of entry and our overhead and all of these things are a little bit lesser. But totally. the reality is you have to adjust your expectations. If you're in business, and I'm just speaking business because I think that's the majority of who you're speaking with. Yep, it is. But if you're expecting overnight success because the girl on Instagram told you it was possible, then I think that you're in the wrong market and you need to adjust your expectations to understand that it takes time and building trust with your audience and showing proof and evidence of the work that you can do with people is going to be something that nurtures. It's just like dating. We don't meet our person and marry them the next day, right? We meet them, we court with them. We're like, oh, is he weird? Is he creepy? 
could I spend the rest of my life with him? And our audience is doing the same thing with us. Oh my gosh. I'm like laughing so hard over here. So I actually dated my husband for seven years before we finally put a ring on it. Me too. I met him when I was 13. We started dating when we were 17 and got married when we were 24. Oh my gosh. I love that. So I met my husband when I was 24. Um, And then we got married. Oh my God. I guess I was 31. Yeah. I never really did the math around that. Um, But yeah, it's crazy because I just wanted to be like, so sure. I wanted to like, know that we had been through the ups and downs. I wanted to like, have that life experience. Like we started long distance dating. Like that's definitely not how most couples start dating. (laughs) And it just like takes you longer to get to know someone that way. And then we like uprooted our long distance relationship and moved to Colorado together. And then he bought a house and I was like, cool. Like I'm along for that, you know, like, and then we dated some more and lived in the same house and did the whole thing, you know? So I think that that's just such a beautiful analogy. And I actually did um, another podcast episode on this where I said like permission to not be an overnight success in business. And I just kind of think it's funny because I look back on like every big result I've ever created in my life. Like, I mean, I consider like marrying my husband a big result apparently, but I think like even training for a marathon, I've run four marathons at this point, right? Like every big result I've created has been a slow process of training, of building, of, you know, showing up for it again and again and again over time with the belief that, yes, eventually I would get the result that I wanted. And that's what helped me to stay in it. That's what helped me to continue showing up for it. And quite honestly, business was no different. You know, I had a successful branding and design business before I pivoted to coaching. And I felt that tug at my heart that was like, no coaching's actually the thing, but I had no fucking idea how to market and sell the thing. And the more I learned to market and sell the thing, the more it became this like aha moment for me that like, this is what we need. This is, we need to learn how to manage our mind while we market and sell the thing so that we can actually get the result on the other side. So you no, just got my life story. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing. I love learning about people's like, especially I love hearing people's dating stories and how they came to like meet their person because yeah, I was young. I was very young. But but all of that to say, like, I think that when we talk about the expectations, it's just so helpful to have context. And the great news is like, All of us have context because we're however many years old. So like, look back on your life. Look how you look at how you've created the results that you've created. And if you're not happy with them, make a change. But I think like I did have a lot of evidence that said, hey, if I continue taking action toward the thing, I ultimately get what I want. If I continue showing up for the thing I want, it happens. And I think that that was just and of course, support helps you to stay in belief, stay in that mindset you know, manage the mindset wobbles, the whole thing. But I think that that's just so useful when remembering like, hey, adjust the expectation and know that like, you're going to keep showing up until you get the result and you're going to keep getting the right support or making the tests and tweaks and doing the things. And that's ultimately how big results are built. Yeah. And I think the important part just to piggyback off what you're saying here is you have to build belief so deep in yourself that that thing is possible for you, that it is just, it is a truth inside of your body and inside of your mind. And I believe that's where also 
you know, clients need a lot of support is because we're filled with this outward kind of bullshit around mantras and look at affirmations in the mirror. And I'm not saying those things are wrong, by the way. I write thoughts down that I need in my life as well. However, we have to go deeper and understand that if our unconscious mind is rejecting the things that we're telling it and it doesn't feel true to it, then it is not going to be in congruency with what our goals actually are. And so then there is friction, right? There's incongruency between what we're outwardly speaking we desire and what we inwardly believe. And this is where I believe so so much has to happen in coaching is great coaches can see there is a lack of congruency there and go inside and begin to bridge those, those thoughts, right? It's like, ladder thoughts. If you stare at the mirror and you say, I love my body and your brain's like bullshit, that's not the thing you should be telling it every day. It should be something that's believable. Like I'm looking in the mirror at my body. Cool. Let's start there. Right. And then we'll stair step our way to something that is believable, right? There is a sense of belief. And so building that belief, um, I love the book, um, happy pocket full of money. I'm not sure if you've read it. Okay. No, you haven't happy pocket full of money. I'm no, I've read Happy Money. Happy Pocket Full of Money, especially with what you do. Like you absolutely need to put that on the top of your Amazon cart right now. But something that is said in there, the fastest way to have what you want is to increase your certainty. Ooh. And that quote has just resonated with me over the years because it's true. Anything, any result that I didn't get to as fast enough, like, you know, when I when I think back at my business, it was like, I want to, I wanted to hit, I wanted to make a million dollars by year three in my business. I didn't quite get there. I fell like a year and a half short, right? But coming from a teacher, I I looked like if I would have kept teaching, I literally would have not even crossed the threshold of making a million dollars in my lifetime as a teacher. That's right? insane to think about. I know. It's so sad for me to think about teachers. So, so you know, I was that teacher that was like making money and having those things. That's for other people that are smarter and willing to take more risk. Like, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. But fast forward those first few years, I really think it was, it's the belief stuff. Had I figured out, you know, had I had a coach in my, had I had a me supporting me, maybe at some time, I would have walked in, but I had a lot of coaches that were helping me with strategy, which I totally, totally needed at that phase of my life. I knew nothing, but had I had somebody help me with some tools to build a little sense of belief, I think that the, the, the rate of success would have been faster. Mm hmm. Well, I think it's also interesting because I find that <laughs> the people who like action tend to go deeper on action. Right. So when you're saying like I had a lot of strategy in the beginning, I knew nothing. It's like, yeah, totally. If you're someone who like loves to take action and like hard work your way there and like really put in the time, like, yeah, you're raising your hand. Yeah, totally. Totally. Man, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're going to seek out the thing that feels better, which is action. Cause that's where you've seen create the results, right? If you're someone who's like, I love to like journal and meditate and I like spend time visualizing all of that. Like you're going to want to put more of that in. And I think that it really does become the blend between the two where we see the biggest results because at some point you you need both essentially, right? Like I'm not saying sit on your hands and do nothing and meditate all day the same way I'm not saying like, you know, work 24 hours a day and like don't do any of the mindset or meditating you know it really is the combination between the two and I think like that's where I've seen the best results that's where I've seen clients get the best results and I think that you're you're just so right in that sometimes we have to 
like build that bridge, I think, in finding a way, like finding the way there, I guess, finding the path there and finding the right support to bridge that path. Yeah, agreed. Totally. If you're listening to this and nodding along because the swings in income feel all too real, then I want you to know that I'm here to help. Each week, I open my schedule for a limited number of sincere sales coaching sessions to support you in uncovering the gap between where you are now and the income you desire. If you aren't landing consistent clients or making the income you want, then I would be willing to bet this has everything to do with your mindset. The good news, I know you're amazing at what you do, and the real work is getting your brain on board with believing that, so you can communicate it to your potential clients and turn them into paying clients. During this free 30-minute Zoom sesh, we'll uncover your biggest mindset block when it comes to closing sales and shift it so you can book clients with more ease than ever before. Grab a time that works for you at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. So I know one big thing that comes up for my clients when we start thinking about future you and what's possible and what they want this business to look like is this almost like, why would someone choose me when there are so many other people out there? Or like, my approach really isn't that different than all these other people out there. And like really believing that they can get clients from that place. So I'm just so curious to hear your thoughts on that. Mm, Yeah, that's a great, I mean, we've all been there and that's really what I would offer them is that everybody started from zero, zero followers, zero clients, zero dollars. And if you look around, there are umpteen examples of people who have provide evidence that, that this is possible to, to follow that up you know, because I, I have a training that I literally talk about this exact thing all the time is like, how do you stand out in a crowded market? And I think two things are possible. It's impossible to stand out if you don't drill down on what is your sweet sauce. Like it's learning to give yourself permission to fully be you. Like if you cuss, cuss. If you don't, don't. If you like any parts of you that you're hiding, that is a surefire way to not stand out because you're going to second guess yourself. And I needed support on this. I always like to tell people this as I, when I speak is the first year of my Instagram was just pictures of food because I was so afraid to share my face. And this is when I started my business in the nutrition and wellness space. And so much of the work we have to do is the visibility work of how, how am I going to offer myself up as me? And anytime I feel like I can't be me, why is that? And this is the same reason there's 50% of the population is men, but somehow we find our soulmate and that's because our soulmate was themselves, right? And so the more they are them, the more quickly we're able to find, like if you walk into a a bar, let's say, and immediately we can start to vet out like who's our people, right? And that's because Mm -hmm. the more they behave themselves, the more they give off energy and rapport that, you know, unconscious and consciously connects us. So that's what I really like to remind people of. We're giving signals just in the way we talk. The speed of my voice right now and the tone, there may be people that listen to this episode and they're like, Amanda is not for me, not you, Amanda, but this Amanda. Too many Amanda's going on right now. (laughs) Um, And so I think it's important to really understand that you have to break through 
your inability to be yourself in business because that is what's going to set. There's a million shoe brands, right? What sets them apart is them like being themselves and what they love. The second part is once you do start attracting clients, I believe what helps you stand out in a crowded market is showcasing and legitimizing the work that you do. So finding ways to double down on sharing client results, but really just over delivering and making sure that the work you're doing is producing results with your clients. You know, if we talk about five years ago, even seven years ago, when I was kind of coming into the online space and courses took over, it was like Mm -hmm. everybody was launching a course. And I remember sitting down with a really influential person in the personal finance space who launched a course and he shared authentically. He made lots of money launching courses, but only 2% of the people were claiming they were experiencing results and it was all crumbling, right? So he's like, I have to put the pause on this and slow this down because I'm great at getting people in, but nobody's going to stick around or tell other people about it if there isn't results that we're cultivating. Mm. And so I think once we start to build clients, it's really, really being consistent and honing our craft as practitioners so that we are guaranteeing that our clients are getting results and having really honest conversations with ourselves when they're not. And and I say this is a slippery slope because we don't want to make things mean certain things. Our clients are responsible in this equation as well. Totally. But the more you, you more you hang out with your clients and coach them, the more you start to see what what is mine to own and what is theirs to own. So those are the two things that really come out, be authentic, create results. Yeah, totally. And I think that, I mean, I can speak from my own personal experience here. Like I had a really hard time understanding and uncovering what be yourself actually meant. And I think that for me in particular, it was just because there were so many levels and layers of programming stacked on top of that. Oh, yeah. But I had to do so much mindset work to clear out layer by layer by layer by layer. Like, I get it sounds repetitive, but that's really what it felt like was, you know, all of the programming that said, like, coaches look a certain way, coaches work a certain way, coaches get X results, coaches speak a certain way. Like, I, could, I mean, I literally could go on and on and on, but that was so difficult for me in building my coaching business where I honestly believe like someone who had come to the table who did not have <laughs> so many levels of things they were telling themselves that had to look a certain way probably would have had a really much easier time. I'm not saying they wouldn't have had other mindset stuff, but probably would have had an easier time getting into the game because it was that idea of like, okay, be more of yourself, but yourself, what you, you don't even know what yourself looks like, right? Like, because there's so many levels and layers of things stacked on top of it. So I just want to offer that for anyone who like is listening to this conversation and saying like, yeah, I mean, I've heard people say that all the time, but like, I don't know what that is for me. And like the, the best work I can offer there is really to look at that kind of like, you know, if there was nothing telling me that I shouldn't be, you know, showing up and recording stories in my pajamas, or I shouldn't be, you know, offering free calls at X level of business, or I shouldn't be like caring about my clients this deeply or whatever it is, whatever's coming up, like 
what would it look like on the other side of that? And just play with that. Because I think that was a lot of how I navigated that whole like showing up as yourself conversation when I was like, okay, show up as myself as long as it fits in these like 15 parameters that I know coaches show up as, right? And it's like, it wasn't until I started peeling that back that I was actually able to be like, oh, this is what they meant. This is what resonates with clients, right? And like, same is true with dating. Like, I think I saw it so much easier in dating because I wasn't quite as like attached to it as I was in the business. But yeah. I just would offer that because I know that sometimes that can be such a difficult thing to navigate to. Yeah, I agree. Well, two things to respond back. Thank you for sharing that. And because you went through that, I think it makes you more qualified to guide people through that expo- that uh, breakthrough too, right? To be able to acknowledge. And I remember very clearly in the beginning, it was like... Um, I was afraid to let my my clients in the nutrition space know that I drank alcohol. And my husband mm-hmm. called me on. He's like, why are you hiding that? It's like, you know how many women want to know they can have your physique and drink tequilas and soda waters or a glass of wine? And I needed him to give me that reframe to go, oh, shoot, they do. And, and now it's like, I want people to know I pick up my kids every day and take them home, right? Or unless we're carpooling. And I, you know, there are things that I do and people need to know that because those are the glimpses of, you know, the people that work with me are the people that care about being present as a mom, as a wife and a business owner, right? And so I think we need to remember that these other pieces of us give glimpses into our values and we care. I mean, at least for me, when I'm figuring out who I'm going to coach with, I want to I want somebody to lead me that carries my values and holds the identities that I do in my life. I've learned the hard way, you know, when I hire and this is nothing against that person, but I hired somebody who had no children and lived a completely different value system and it was the greatest mistake I needed to know that I would never do that again. She's for other people, she just wasn't for me specifically. And that's why I think back to the beginning like entre- entrepreneurship for me was the greatest journey of personal growth. I, I didn't know that I needed it. Yes. It taught me who I am and I'm forever grateful. Like I'm, I'm totally where I should have been because this journey propelled me into learning more about who I am and who I want to be as a mom. And if nothing more, you know, if you choose to accept that belief inside of your business, I think you're going to get way more ROI than money could ever offer. Yeah. Can you just say again, which belief? Oh, just the, the thought that the entrepreneurship is the greatest journey of personal growth that I didn't know I needed. So if, if you choose that thought that this is helping me grow as a human, that ROI is going to surpass the money that you make. I totally believe that. I, as you said that, I was like, yes, like building a business has pushed on my personal and professional development from both sides. And it's like this beautiful combination of showing up in a completely different way that you may not have known you needed, I guess is like the best way I can describe it. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it really does present so many opportunities for you to look at your belief system, to look at your value system, to look at how you're showing up, to look at what you want, to look at how you're going after it. Like all of those things are so incredibly, I mean, important and just having an amazing human experience. But I think like the business really does shine a light on all of those things. And I think that it can be just such a beautiful journey in that as well. So I totally, totally agree. Yeah, totally. 
So talk to me about acting out of the box, because I know we had a note on that and I have no idea what that means. So you're going to have to fill me in. (laughs) When I think of just going back to the layers that you were talking about, right? Layers upon layers upon layers of conditioning that we've been taught in. And then we enter into entrepreneurship and we're looking around at what everybody else is doing. And at first it's very natural, right? We hire people to guide us towards those things. But when we come to a place in our business where we're trying to figure out this sense of self and who we are and, and standing out, going back to that conversation, to move like out of the box. It's like for me, it's like you go to school and then you get good grades and you're a perfect student. Then you go to college, you meet the love of your life, you have this white picket fence, you do the career, you go to grad school, do you know all these things? And then it was like, er, wait. That's not how it works for everyone, right? There, There's this other world that exists. And so the step out of the corporate, I don't even call teaching the corporate world. It doesn't feel as corporate as I've, I experienced from, you know, co, uh, you know, colleagues. But when we begin to be exposed to the potential that there is so much more existent in our lives, then I think like begets like. We start to break down rules in our life that like we thought existed. And I think that transfers over to how we do entrepreneurship. There isn't a right way to coach. There's not a right way to host a workshop. There is not a right way to podcast or market your podcast. There, in fact, is not even a best right way to start and grow a business, right? And so I think we have to apply that same marketing concept to ourselves when we're, when we're hunting down clients is if you are believing, I, I think this is one of the most sabotaging thoughts for clients in business is that there is a right way. They'll want my feedback and they'll say, Amanda, is this right? I'm like, I don't know. Is it right for you? And they, they get really pissed off when I throw that back at them. But we decondition the belief that there is a right way and they start to carve out a right way for them. I think that at the end of the day, I don't want to work with a client who in five years goes, I built Amanda's business and mm-hmm. not my business. And and I think that that's where there are, there are coaches. And it, it is easy. Here's the framework. Follow my steps. That sounds all sweet and amazing. And then we get into it and we're like, I don't like those steps. Those steps don't really feel good to me, right? There's this sweet spot of learning, but we have to take that on, try it on, and then make it like, you know, mold it for ourselves, take it out of the box for ourselves. And that's where sustainability comes in. And I think that's where you really begin to thrive in business is when you let go of a belief that there is a right way and you start to do it just your way. So that's really where I was going with kind of thinking and moving outside the box. Yeah, totally. Honestly, I see that to be so wildly applicable when it comes to sales because (laughs) it's exactly what you were saying. I think in the beginning, we all think, well, if someone would just tell me the things I need to do, then I could do it, right? And the real kicker in business is when you can apply the exact same actions that someone else is taking. Like I see this all the time with people trying to like reverse engineer other people's, other successful people's strategies. They're like, okay, like they're sending X emails and they're showing up in this way. So if I do those things, it must work. 
And what I've just seen to be so true with clients is you can take the exact same actions. You can take the exact same strategy there and you can get vastly different results depending on the mindset that you're approaching them with and depending on whether it feels good to you, right? So if your brain is fighting you the entire way on these actions, you're going to show up with a completely different energy than someone who's like, yeah, this feels like home. This feels good to me. Like I love doing this, Mm -hmm. right? It's just going to yield different results. And the reason I say that is because it helps us to move away from like thinking there's one right way and moving toward what you're saying, which is what's the right way for me. So I just, I love that so, so much. I think just to add on to that piece too, is this element of, of understanding that the right way now does not necessarily mean the right way later too. Like there's an evolution and to give a tangible to this, if you are somebody that's constantly seeking that validation of the right way, right? That's deeply conditioned too. Um, And so it's like, get some support around that. But one thing I would offer that's strategic is if you find yourself constantly going to like, look at somebody else's stuff to not to copy, but even just to go, okay, how'd they do this? Oh God, I want to just look at that copy is anytime you feel that temptation, what would it look like if you gave yourself permission for three months or six months to no longer do that? Right. To just shut it down, the the curiosity, the voyeurism of other people's way, just shut it down for a little bit and see what's possible when you give yourself permission to do it your way with no rules. And that's Mm -hmm. challenging, but Mm -hmm. you can walk away so, so empowered. We we went through an entire rebranding process and I strategically did not have a coach during that time. And I'm, I am definitely like coaches need coaches. I'm, I love being supported and I want a coach in my corner for various reasons at different points. But when I realized this was happening, I was organically ending with a coach. And at first I was like, I got to hire somebody. This is going to be like a big, and I had to sit with it. And I thought, actually, no, I'm going to shut any outside influence that could influence me at this moment when I'm making some pivotal business moves. And I'm going to tap into my yes, my energy. I'm like so, so grateful that I did because it's, it's mine. It's me and all parts of it feel like you said home to me. And that is really important in business. Yes, that is such an incredible example and so, so helpful to hear, right? If, especially because I know so many people listening to this do have that tendency to want to like jump from coach to coach or not really trust their internal yes. And I think that that's just so helpful to hear that like it is possible to tap into that and that can feel good too. Well, and coach to coach is always a little concerning to me too, because, (laughs) um, you know, I think really finding a person that can watch your growth. Like I love supporting my people year after year because I saw what it took to get to 30 K and then we have the strategy together to get to 60 K and 120. Right. And so on and so forth. And I made that mistake early too, because I thought, Oh, I've outgrown this person or they don't, they can't offer me, but they're growing too. Right. And so they can. And, you know, that is that is concerning for me, too, when I'm when I'm talking with clients around. All right. So tell me more about, you know, the next move. And but that that's for another discussion. (laughs) No, I totally agree. I love that you kind of spoke to that as well, because I think that's such an important point. And I I have been oh, goodness, I've been with my business coach for like four, four and a half going on five years, maybe. Um, And just I say that to be like, I practice what I preach here. Like I've 
find a person. I mean, true with marriage too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like find, find my person, stick with them. So yes, I totally agree with you there. I know that you have a free masterclass that I want to be sure that we tell people about before we wrap up here. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that's about and how they can stand out as a coach in a crowded industry? Yeah. I mean, you nailed it with the question earlier on. If you find that you're like, there's so many people doing what I'm doing and those thoughts hold you back or the, you know, clients, the constant stream of clients isn't necessarily showing up the way you envisioned. Um, that's what I talk about inside the masterclass um, really is how to stand up. And I walk you through kind of my formula for doing that. And you will find out that my formula is <laughs> not static. It's fluid. And that's how it should be inside of your business is there's, there's parts that you can take and make your own. And that is where I think that the sweet sauce comes from. So um, you can head over to amanda-walker.com forward slash masterclass. You can sign up for that. There's various times that will be available and I will walk you through kind of the common mistakes that I see coaches make. We hit one of them today and the solution that I think that will support you. And, And that's how we like I work with small businesses, high performers. I work with a variety of clients one-to-one. Our group program is more specifically geared towards people that would identify or sometimes not identify as coaches. They might call themselves teachers or guides or mentors or practitioners. Um, but that is you know, meant for um, anyone who's serving clients in an intimate one-to-one way. Amazing. So good. Okay. So if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? I host a podcast as well, as you mentioned, called Best Damn Coach. We release episodes on Tuesday and then Friday, we actually release a live coaching session. So we just take snippets and people love those. And also I hang out mostly on Instagram as far as social media is concerned. And you can find me at a walk my way, send me a message, ask any questions you have there. Yay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for all of the valuable nuggets you shared with us today. I love this conversation. It was so much fun and I'm just so grateful to you. Me too. I had a blast with you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Amanda changed, coaching changed Amanda's life. She, I'm going to do this again.